Welcome to our podcast, Slow and Steady Wins the Race, where we will be talking about racial injustice during apartheid in South Africa from Trevor Noah's book. Okay, so my question is, why did race identify you as a person during apartheid? Because this was a big thing during apartheid and it separated people from others because they looked different. One of the things I said was multiple instances in the book where Trevor was racially profiled and he explained in chapters as well as in, for instance, one of the every first chapter, he talked about churches and how they were split up between different races and what happened in each church. And he explained which one he liked the best and which one he liked the worst. And he even explained the days that he did not like going to church. All right. Uh, my question was assessing the situation caused by different races and how different colored people are treated, if it was unfair or not. And for one of my textual details, I said that it was because of apartheid, being a mixed, a mixed child was very confusing for everybody and it really made white people look at you differently and black people look at you differently. and. It just made the whole thing confusing for the parents, too. All right. My research question is, why does race matter? Because in the book, it talks a lot about apartheid, and it basically keeps people in sections, like how whites were basically at the top, um, blacks were kind of like in the middle or in the low, along with like Indians, Chinese, and Japanese people. But they all... But the thing about apartheid, it kept everybody, like, trying to hate each other, especially, like, the tribes that were in Africa. And in the book, it, it lit, like I said, it says a lot about um, apartheid and how Trevor grew up with it. And then it kind of, like, slowly moved out of it. Um, and my question is, is, how did apartheid affect people during that time and after? Well... During that time, many people had suffered being called inward and being called many other things. And they had to change how they acted during that time and be someone new. For an example, in the book, it states that if a person acts likes a certain music of a white culture and people be like, they are respectful and all that, they'll be considered as white, technically. And as an as another example, if a white person listens to hip hop and sags and like call like acts like a thug, um, they are considered as a black person. But during Trevor's time, he was confused because at school he had to be in a group, black, white, or colored. Color were people that were different. They had a different skin color, but they were considered as black. While white and black, you had to be that certain color. You couldn't be anything else. During apartheid, he had to choose a group. 
he could have chosen white, but like they would have asked about his skin color. While being black, they would have asked him why he speaks Spanish English good. Okay, that goes on to my next topic. How you said how you had to pick a group because like life kind of made him. Like one of the schools that he went to was like a really good school, but they put him in a class with majority white kids, and all of the people that he wanted to hang out with were black, and they were in like class B, let's say for instance, and the white kids along with Trevor were in class A. And then he had to make a decision because one of the scenes in the book was when they split up during recess, like the white kids on one side and the black kids on another side. He kind of had to pick a side almost, even if it was giving up his education. He still had, he still went with one of the sides, and that's honestly one of the problems that he had to deal with when he was a kid. Speaking of like public education and stuff like that during apartheid. I guess you could say that mostly during the book, there was a lot of unfair sort of education systems, treating blacks as lower and only giving them Bantu-speaking schools, and only basic learning comp or what is it comprehension, and giving the whites the most education they could offer in Africa at the time. Speaking of the tribes, um, you know how we talked about Soweto a lot and how like where his mom grew up and everything, how she got away from her family. And it, it reminded me of how like they treat each other within their race, like how black men treat black women and so, so on and so forth. And then with whites, they um, kind of like treat them almost kind of like a disease, if that makes sense. Like if, like to be in their own like little circle like how they treat each other within it or without in their own little bubble like how um, with Japanese and Chinese people they um they couldn't really tell a difference so if they accuse someone but they said if they were that race they'd be like oh I'm sorry I'll back off but with one other race like Chinese they treat them poorly than Japanese mm. And it was usually because the reason why Chinese were considered white and, I mean, Japanese were considered white and Chinese were considered black is because South Africa had some sort of trade and alliance going on with the government and they were kind of manipulating them. So that was also a, a very weird part of the book. Oh, yeah. And that's time in the story when they had a, like, then when Trevor and his friend were like skipping school and they had like a camera and it was recording them. And you know how Trevor was like color, he was mixed black and white. Um, they the teacher asked him if he was with a white friend mm-hmm. due to that. They were stealing stuff and yeah. then he escaped but his black friend Teddy got caught. caught. And they brought him up to the office, started asking him a bunch of questions and they couldn't actually tell if he was white or black or not because, you know, the camera was only two shades and it couldn't really differ like it couldn't distinguish. Yeah, it couldn't distinguish like what race he was. So he ended up getting away just because he wasn't one of the constructs that they expected him to be. Um, um, so before apartheid, let's go back to that. There, were, there couldn't really be any romantic feelings between black or white. Because like, for, in, for an example, if a black male has intercourse with a white female, it will be considered rape, or he might be put into charges. 
but for a white male and a black woman, they will just let him off easily. Due to this, white people had more privilege than black people. And because of apartheid, if, a, if like a male dated a like a black male dated a white person, they will have to they will be both charged in jail and they'll be separated. That brings it back to like the unfair treatment of different races because with like black males dating white woman, the black male may be beaten on the street or like yeah. publicly ridiculed by mm-hmm. other people. And then if it's a black woman, she'll get the same sort of treatment, but the white woman or the white male will just only get like a slap on the wrist and then be sent on their way. And that was even with, that brings me to one of my next details that I wrote down is like when you were, back, even back when Trevor was a kid, he was still treated like differently just because he was a little bit lighter than like his black friends, right? In that, in one scene where he was with his grandma and his mom and he had a bunch of black siblings, he would do stuff and then his siblings would get in trouble and get beaten and his grandma would say, I can't beat him, he's a white child. So that kind of that kind of falls into play. That kind of reminds me of how when he would go out with his mom to see his dad like in a park, yeah. his mom couldn't really walk with him because she would have been seen like as like um a black lady with a white child. And when he went to go see his dad, he couldn't really see his dad because he's technically a mixed child. So that sneak him in. Yeah. He was almost like an illegal baby. Like, For everywhere real? he'd go, he was, he had a target on his. But head. didn't didn't they say if they found like an illegal baby, they don't they'll be he'd be sent somewhere else? Like yeah, yeah. But somehow he lived to tell the story. <laughs> yeah, a miracle. And he was like one of the most known kids in his neighborhood too, where he lives. Like when people wanted to ask for directions or something in the book, they would say, "Go to the house where they have that color kid or something yeah. like that," just to like. For a type of understanding. Uh, wasn't he like bilingual because he spoke yeah. great, like he spoke good English and Swedish. So well. Yeah. Uh, all the tribal languages. He spoke a bunch of dialects, like all the languages and dialects. Oh, and that goes to my next topic after apartheid. Mm-hmm. Um, apartheid ended when he was in high school, kind of, where a white man was dating a black girl. You know what you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um he started like learning different things and then they started like getting all together, being friends and all of that. But he still had to hide like his true self in public. And sometimes when he was out in public, he felt like there was a threat coming either way cuz like apartheid barely ended at times. So he kept the act over and over. He basically mm-hmm. had to be like a chameleon in that one chapter where he like not slothered through but how he went from one group to the other he blended with different groups yeah and how he um was some kind of boy like to get food like how he got money was like people would pay him to get their food because he was the fastest kid in the school Mm -hmm. but yeah this has been a great talk and remember slow and steady wins the race hey